Hi, I'm Johnny Pollard and welcome to season three of the One Giant Mind podcast. In this episode, I talk with Josh Blau again, who we met earlier on in the uh, episodes. And he posed a very important question that I think a lot of people in relationships face. At what point is too much to ask of your partner? And at what point do you need to surrender your preferences in order to sustain the relationship? And while uh, we didn't get into specifics and details about his inquiry, we talked very generally about the principle of surrendering preferences versus uh, putting up boundaries in order to create health and growth in the relationship. And I think that um, the insights that were revealed were really, really important and I hope you find helpful. Enjoy. So you, you mentioned earlier your relationship with Carla or your relationship with your wife and, and how, that, uh, how that plays out for you when you feel into what you desire in a relationship and what those qualities are. I guess I'm wondering is that for those of us navigating relationships or not in a relationship and desiring to be in a relationship, is that our gold standard of, of what we're looking for? And you also mentioned that we don't need to always hang on everything that we need onto our in, intimate partner necessarily because we can have certain things with other people that our intimate partner can't necessarily or won't give us. So I guess the question is, is it just up to us what we're desiring in a relationship? And if we're not having that need fulfilled, at what point do we reevaluate the relationship around that um, or do we just seek that out of the relationship? Um, the answer is yes and any of the above. Again, there's no hard and fast rules. What I described is by no means a gold standard. What I described about my relationship with Carla, it's our gold standard. And for a good majority of people, I would say it would be something that they would love to experience for the good majority of people that aren't experiencing either a relationship or a harmonious relationship they'd certainly look at ours and go "Ooh, something like that would be great but not exactly like our relationship because it's unique we're unique and you know the uniqueness that comes together creates a third thing that's very unique which is the relationship but the the key notes and the way in which we conduct ourselves in the relationship i think serves as a really great example of how you can create the kind of relationship that you desire we are very open we're very honest we don't uh, go to bed on stuff you know we don't go to bed feeling tense unless we agree that that's what we're going to do and we dedicate really considered time to nurturing and growing what we know the relationship needs in order for us to stay at a steady place with each other stable steady and with each other cruising with each other being sensitive to each other's needs requires that you you spend time together deliberately you know and sometimes with our busy lifestyles you know it's got to be scheduled and we just you don't compromise it you don't you don't say no you don't reschedule we we don't we make a real commitment and that speaks volumes to the the intent and the love coming from each other, which in itself, that commitment creates confidence and 
and creates adaptability so that if we are in disagreement about things, rather than getting agitated by it, we can probably laugh about it because we have so much credit in the bank with each other. We're there for each other. We support each other. So th these kinds of things, I think, are, uh, are things that anybody can apply to their relationship to ensure that whatever dynamic you want it to be and how you, what you do together and how you do it together and all of that remains as sustainable as possible, assuming that you're in a, a relationship that you want to sustain. Some people are in relationships they know are short-term. They're like, well, it's only going to be this. I'm not going to invest that much of myself into it. You only ever get out what you put in. If it's a long-term relationship, then these kinds of things that I was describing in this, that previous episode, I think are really important. But with regards to the specifics of what you want and need, if you're fortunate enough to meet somebody that likes to do all the things you like to do, <laughs> and Color and I are very, not, are very much not that. You know, there's lots of things she likes to do, like work out like a beast for two hours every morning. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. It's, you know, we, there's lots of things that we don't like to do that the other does. And that's fine. You know, we just create space for those things to happen. And then we, we look for the things that we, we love to share in. And, and then we make concerted and dedicated time to, to really enjoy that. And if there is something in the relationship, and fortunately, there's enough in our relationship it doesn't feel like there's a lack. Like we have to, you know, sorry, I've got to go and hang with the boys. It's just a thing I've got to do because there's just some things that you don't do. You know, we love each other's company, all that kind of stuff. Or, you know, I need to go and express sexual preferences that you're not into in this relationship. I know that there are people that have that kind of a relation, uh, understanding. They have that kind of understanding in their, in their relationship. It's like, uh, you know, I, well, let's be boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend. But, you know, every now and then I'm going to go and do this because, eh, you know, that's who I am. And it's very important that when you're getting into a relationship and those kinds of things are important to you, that you lay them out right at the beginning so that when somebody signs on the relationship dotted line, you know, I'm entering into a relationship with you, they know you don't want to drop those kinds of things halfway through a relationship because it generally tears a relationship apart. Um, sometimes not, but generally. Um, I'm also uh, of the perspective that no one relationship is absolutely going to be absolutely everything for both of you. You know, it's important to have lots of different relationships, friendships, people in your life that you can share get different perspectives on things because that's only going to enrich your your exclusive intimate relationship and it's just about being transparent it's about being open it's about being honest it's you know it's about listening it's about being reasonable what what you expect and demand of of somebody in a relationship yeah and then it's just up to you to, to determine whether this is something that you're into or not. There's no absolute wrong or rights. We just want everyone to be consenting. We want everyone to be respected. And 
uh, we never want to use our partners. That is to say, impose our impose our needs without them necessarily feeling like that's something they want to do. We never want to emotionally manipulate anybody into satisfying our, our personal needs in any way. It's not sustainable. It's very damaging. It needs to be consenting. There needs to be enthusiasm. And there needs to be reciprocity. You know, one should be very generous in, in, in offering, you know, to be supportive. If if our partners are, are are open to facilitating certain kinds of experiences and things, activities, whatever that they may not be into, but they'll do it in the name of you know, well, I'm not that into it, but if you're into it, I happily do it because. And by the way, I'm not just talking about acts of sex. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> talk about anything, everything. Yeah, so thank you. Um, so just a small follow-up from that. If, if it's not necessarily causing suffering because a sufficient being is established and the relationship is joyous and pleasant, uh, how do you discern whether you're just asking for too much or you're settling for things that just can't be met and filled, fulfilled? Well, the question comes back to you. You have to ask yourself to what extent you are willing to be in the relationship and surrender your preference. You know, I define love in a relationship as the extent to which you're willing to surrender your preference to, in order to remain in union. But there is, people say, oh, you know, love is unconditional and you should be willing to just go to hell and back. For your partner, I don't agree on that. <laughs> on that one at all. I think that you need to have very healthy boundaries around what you are and what you are not willing to surrender. And you should also be very, very aware of what it is that you ask of your partner and be very sensitive and aware of the strain that it might be causing them. And you need to be very honest with yourself. If you are causing strain, you need to back it off if you want the relationship to last. And if you're being strained, you need to communicate it in order to make the relationship last. Because ultimately, if you're being strained, it will build and you'll develop resentment and probably become passive aggressive. And that is the start of the end. So, yeah. The, the, the question is, how, how, how badly do you need it? And, and how does that weigh up with how much you love your partner? which is to say how much are you willing to surrender your preferences for them? It's all up to you. How important is this, this need that's not being met? Yeah, only you know the answer and only you can decide and act. But don't ignore it. That's the big takeaway from this. Don't ignore what's going on. Address it one way or another. That'll create growth, progress, one way or another. Thank you. Thank you for taking some time to listen to the One Giant Mind podcast. If you're somebody that hasn't yet got a regular meditation practice, 
One Giant Mind offers a couple of ways in which you can make that happen right now. You can go to onegiantmind.com and have a look at our teacher directory. We've got hundreds of teachers around the world teaching the One Giant Mind being technique, both in person and online. And if for whatever reason you're unable to get to one of those courses, you could download our free Learn to Meditate app. It's called One Giant Mind. It's got a 12-step course that'll get you started. And if you're already a regular meditator and feel deeply called to bring this beautiful practice into the world, we strongly encourage you to check out our One Giant Mind Teacher Training Academy. We train passionate meditators to become powerful leaders in their community, equipped with tools to empower others to know themselves very intimately. We teach a powerful process of how to run a meditation course and facilitate the building and growing of a community. And we would love to welcome you into our global family of teachers. A special thanks to our show producer, Daniel Tucker, aka Spiritual Tradie, our music composer, the one and only Ali Liberman, and all of the One Giant Mind team. 